0: A series called Next Level. Next Level. We wrote down a couple things week one. Week one we learned this, that God wants to take you to the next level. God wants to take you to the next level. I'm so thankful for a God who wants to take me to the next level. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to do all the heavy lifting. I don't have to do all the work. I don't know how to get to the next... I don't need to know how to get to the next level because I have a God who wants to help me get to the next level. God wants to help you get to the next level. The person sitting to your left or right, God wants to help them get to the next level we looked at a guy by the name of Jacob and Jacob wrestled with God I don't know about you in here today but we all can relate with wrestling with God when things aren't going the way we want them to go we want to wrestle with God when we need something with God we want to wrestle with God but Jacob gets to wrestle with God and 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 God gets God goes dirty on him and God was losing this battle to Jacob so so God touched Jacob's hip and that day, um, God fought dirty a little bit. And sometimes he's got to do some things to get our attention. He's got to be a little bit tricky, you know. And so he broke his hip. But that day, Jacob got a brand new name that day. I want to encourage you today, like uh, Chris told us to say that, man, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're, you're a child of God. You gotta When you move into a relationship with Jesus Christ, you get a brand new name. You're, you're a new creature. Not only did he get a new name, he got a, he got a new walk. He got a new walk, thankful for a new walk. From now on, he walked around with a little, bit of a, a little bit of a hobble because he'd been touched by God. And I don't know about you today, but sometimes we think being touched by God's a bad thing, but sometimes being touched by God's a good thing. And that day he walked around. Everywhere he went for the rest of his life, he had a little bit of a, a, little bit of a different kind of walk, a little bit of a different kind of slow moving slow move. And people could say to him, why do you walk differently? He could say, oh, I, I was touched by God. I was touched by God. And that's a, that's a great thing. Not only do we see that he had, a, he had a new walk, but he also got a, he also got a new talk. He also got a new, a new talk. Jacob got a new talk. Jacob talked differently because he saw the, he, the reason why he got to talk to him because he saw the face of God that day. He saw the face of God. And I want you to know in this room here and say every single one of us have opportunity to see the face of God. Nobody gets an extra special dose of grace to be able to see God's face. Some of you guys get to see God's face and some of you don't. We all have the opportunity to go to Jesus. The Bible says, whoever will come to me. Whoever. The word whoever in the Greek means for whoever. <laughs> Anybody who wants to come to me, can have a new walk, a new talk, a new name, and they can go to the next level. And then last week, we looked at this. God has so much for you at the next level. God has so much for you at the next level. If you were here last week, you, we had this, this, this ladder covered up, and, and last week, we learned that we got a brand new, we get a new path at the next level. We get a new path. We get to, we get to, we get to know where we're gonna go. So many of us in here today, we're trying to figure out how to get there. When you go to the next level, God will give you a brand new path. Not only will we give you a new path, he'll give you provision, He'll give you provision. I told you guys last week that some of you guys are here, to tell you, you, need, you need provision. Or if you have provision, maybe you got to start doing things differently. Maybe you got to start, start giving to have provision. And, and we got provision, we got a path, and we get progress at the next level. Because here's the deal the next level is not about being perfect. The next level is not about being perfect. You don't get to the next level and say, oh man, I'm, I made it to the next level. I'm all done. I can pack up, I can cross my hands, sit Indian style, and just enjoy the fruits of my labor. We all get progress. We all get progress at the next level. And one of the things I want you to know is that there was never, at the next level, there's never any perfection at the next level. Perfection happens at one time, and that's when God comes back to take us children to heaven. I'm so thankful. Danielle's here today. Her sister went to heaven two weeks ago. And I know, man, it's tough when people go to, it's tough for us to go, when people go to heaven. But we, should, we shouldn't be mad or sad. We really should be jealous. I mean, the Bible tells us not to be jealous, but... We should be jealous. They're in heaven. There's no more pain in, there's no pain in heaven. I'm so thankful for, for our friends that are in, that are in heaven because there's, there's no pain there. There's perfection there. There's brand new, there's perfect bodies up there. People run around, skipping, happy. There's no crying in heaven. So we get all these things. God has so much for you at the next level, but I think some of us, we think, man, we go to the next level, God wants to take so many things, so many things from me. And I just believe that we have a God who wants, there's so much for us at the next level. There's so much for you at the next level but here's the deal some of you guys and all of us in here today we're all because we all have access to go to the next level because God wants more for us to the next level the reality in this room here today that all of us in here today 100% of us we're all going to get tired we're all going to get tired to go next level it, it happens all the time we see people get tired to go next level all the time or maybe the results don't come fast enough man how come i'm not at the next level yet the next level should already be here why am i still living the same exact life that I'm living, or how come I'm not at the next level? And the reason why we can't go to the next level sometimes, or some people go to the next level, is because they get tired. They really they get worn out. And you just you can't go any further. If you know anything about uh, about life, and most of you guys do because you've lived for a long time, you can go about thirty to forty days without food and live thirty to forty days with without food. I was studying this this week, but you can't go more than three or four days. And live without having any kind of any kind of water. You can't go three or you can't go three or four days. You can only go a few minutes without oxygen. You can only go a few minutes without oxygen. But also I heard this a while back, but you can't go one second without hope. One second without hope. But I want to talk to you guys today about the about the water. About the water, because you all need water to go to the next level. You're gonna get tired you that, that kind of, that's kind of a common sense thing. You go out here today and you run. There's a lady that, that runs, um, on Saturday night. She runs every single Saturday. And what we see her on Saturday, she usually comes in about halfway through the setup and we're not, we're not done yet. I said, I said, how far have you ran yet? She goes, I'm halfway done. I said, man, that's awesome. What do you, what are you at? Mile one, mile two, I'm at mile five. I said, why, do, is your car broke? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you running that far if you, if you have a car, you got to you need, you need a bicycle. I mean, I can't give you a car, but I'll give you a bicycle. We got a few in our garage that haven't been ridden in, you know, I don't know, a couple of years, you know, and it was a good idea. I was like, hey, I need that bike. I went to one of my friend's house a few years ago. I'm like, hey, I live in Winter Garden in Kobe now. I was like, you have to have a bike to live out there. It's like, it's like protocol. He had this, I don't know, this bike was probably a thousand dollars in his garage. I said, I really would like that bike. That's the bike I'd like. One day he's like, hey man, here, I don't ride that bike. That bike's got a flat tire. You can have that bike. Well, guess what, I filled that, that tire up. I went on one sneaking bike ride with that thing. It was a casualty, Hope's not in here, but she had a, we, had a little, we had a little bike accident, and we have been on that trail ever since then. <laughs> we got some bikes that, have some, that don't have air in the tires. I said, hey, man, you, you need a bike, and she said, no, I'm just, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started, but she always comes in, and every time she comes in, she goes, I'm, I'm, getting, some, I'm getting some water. That's what I mean, I'm, I'm, getting some, I'm getting some water, because you need some water to go to the next level. Do you have that uh, that picture um, of that tree back there, Rob? I, I Diane and I went this past weekend, and um, and we're at our, our friend's house, and she has this condo, and she's like, Hey, can you, can you, um, can you water our plants? And I'm like, Listen, if you're gonna let me come stay here for free, of course I can water your plants. And Diane goes, Do you need to water that plant on the porch? I said, Honey, that that plant is, it's gone, honey. I said, I'm a landscaper, son. Doesn't mean a whole lot. I said, but I know enough to know the plant, the plant is the plant is dead. I mean, that, I know, I think we all agree today that, that plant's not coming back. I mean, if Jesus walked up and touched it, I'm not even sure it would come back because that thing is dead. It is dry. I'm just kidding. All things are possible through Christ, which strengthens us or waters us. But that plant is not coming, that plant, because it needed, it needed some water. It needed some water. So let me go back to a couple things I know about water. Here's the, here's one thing you need to know about water. You need more water the higher you go. You need more water the higher you go. A few years ago, we got invited to go speak at a camp in uh, New Hampshire or something like that. They want us to take this, this hike. And, you know, and Dinah thought that'd be cute to go, up my, oh, my God, my husband, and go on a hike. And I'm like, come. this is like a hike. Like, we're from Florida. Like, we have a hard time in—we're from Orlando. We have a hard time walking up and down our hill in Claremont, like in Ocoee. Like, it, it, there's hills in Ocoee. I don't know if you know that. Now. There's hills in Ocoee. To us, those of us that are from Florida and Orlando— they might as well be in Mount Everest. I mean, to us, they're high. <clears throat> the higher you go, the higher the higher altitude, you need, you need more water. Here's the second thing I wrote down about water. You need more water, the harder you go. You need more water, the harder you go. If I walk into the gym tomorrow and Lisa says, hey, we, gotta, we have a three-minute workout. I don't need any water for a three-minute workout. I don't need any water for a five-minute workout. I don't need any water for a 20-minute workout. I won't touch a bottle of water for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. I've been there before and did an hour workout with, with no water. But at some point, the harder you go, you need some water. Because the harder you go, the more water you're, the water you're releasing. Your body's made up of 60% water. You're releasing more water. You need more water to, to survive. You need water to survive. The harder you go, you need more water. Here's the third thing. You need more water the further you go. You need more water the, the further you go, the more water, the more water you need. I could go, I could I'd go out today and run a, Run three miles and, and, and not need any water. I've been out on a, on a, on a, on a track before or on a race, and maybe I could do six miles, but if I sign up for a thirteen point one I know that the further I go, the more water I'm going to need. I hit every water station when I, when I run a half marathon because I want to stay hydrated. and here's what Jacob knew. Jacob knew that you and I would Jacob knew this about going to the next level. You need water to go to the next level. I want to show you the thing that I, I just saw, and maybe you've never seen this before and and, um, I, and I want to show it to you, and then I want to get to some things that are going to be on the screen. But John chapter 4, verse 6, I saw this, and I, it made me go to work. It made, me go to, it made me go to work. John chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says this, Jacob's well was there. Now, before I go any further today, this story here is a story of the, of the woman where Jesus meets the woman at the well. You're from the, you guys are familiar. With it. You've been in our church for three years now or a couple years. You, I've, I've ran across a story. It's a beautiful story of God's grace. Meeting someone who had a bad past. We all have a bad past. Jesus meets people with a bad past. Meeting someone who had, had zero progress. Her, she was not progressing. She was, she was digressing. There was a beautiful story of God's grace taking people who are digressing and helping them to, to progress, into, into a progression. A lady in this pastoral story where she had, she had no, no direction and Jesus comes in her life and says, hey, I want to give, give you some direction. But he meets her at a place called Jacob's Well. In John chapter four, verse six, Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired from a long walk, sat weirdly beside the well about noontime. So when I saw Jacob's well there today, I thought I'm gonna go back to the story in Genesis and find out where they dug the well at. I've been to Nairobi, Kenya. In Nairobi, Kenya, we have a well there because the water's dirty. You gotta go deep to get the clean water. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go back to the story because I've used Jacob two weeks in a row. I gotta go and find to our church and show them where he dug the well because if you know the next level, it's hard work. To go to the next level, you need, some, you need some water. And so I want to go find out where the source is. And I thought, I'm going to go find some cool story about where he's digging the well and people are making fun of him. People are laughing at him because he's digging the well. And they're saying, why do you need a well? There's plenty of water around here. And I went back to Genesis and I started looking up Jacob's well. I, I couldn't find it. I mean, i am really looking through Jacob's story and then it gets even better. You know you're in trouble and you have to ask Siri if where's the story in the Bible or Google, where is the story in the Bible where Jacob dug the well? I don't know if you know this, but sometimes pastors use Google and it's fair for you to use it too. Sometimes you got to look for it. Google knows some answers. I think it knows everything. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, Google. You know what I'm saying? Some of you guys, if the fourth person is your wife, that's just, I know that's right. You know, some of you guys are like dang straight. Some of you guys are like, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm, I'm tied with God. You know, I couldn't find it. But here's what I know. Here, here, all, I've been able to deduce the fact of this, that Jacob was going so hard. He wanted to go to the next level. He was going further, and he was going higher, and he was going hard. And God said, hey, you're going to need some water. You're not going to make it without water. You're not going to make it. You can't go to the next level without water, Jacob. So we're going we're to dig a well here, Jacob, and, and we're going to use it for, for, forever. We're going to let this thing, this, we're going to dig this thing so deep, and we're going to make sure everyone has water from here on out. And I think that they put that water there because I, wanted, I think that God wanted to represent the fact that if you go to the next level, you're going to need water. And for everyone that walked by, that, walked by that, that water, walked by that well, they were reminded of the fact that Jacob went through a season of his life where he was going backwards and God brought him forward. They were reminded of the fact that they didn't have a whole lot of hope, but then, but, but then Jacob realized there's a God who, who gives us hope. And when you have hope, you, you, you can do some things. You can go to the next level with hope. You can go to the next level if you have some, some, a pathway and you have progression. You can do that. And I think they put that weather to be a reminder for them forever. I don't think they knew that they'd get to a point in their life where they'd want to give up on the dream of going to the next level. And God wanted to remind them that there's a God who is who's overflowing. He's never-ending he has a love that it's all the water's always flowing it never ever 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 stops it never stops flowing if you've played sports before uh, if you've played any kind of sports usually when you walk out of the locker room there's a there's a there's a saying there above the uh, above the locker room you know don't quit or you know go hard or, or next level or whatever it is you know it's Whatever it is, you you walk out there and you, and you touch that, you know. And I, you go out there, you see those guys, they touch that. You watch college game, you see those guys walk by, and they, they touch it, they jump up and they touch it, and they get it, they get excited about, uh, get excited about that. You notice the line and they never jump up and touch. It. That's a lot of weight to get up in there. They're just kind of like, you know, they just to throw their arm up. But they touch that. They want to remind them, hey, we're gonna go out there and do whatever this thing says that we're gonna go out and do. And I think this well serves a purpose for you and I today, or water serves a purpose for you. Guys, hey, listen, we're, to go, we're gonna do it. To go do it, we're gonna have to go out and do. We're gonna need some water to get there. So I want to give you a couple ideas of of water today, a couple things I think that can help you that can that can help you that will help you grow. That's gonna help you, it's gonna help you grow. But turn to your neighbor and help him preach my sermon today. Just tell your neighbor, say you need some water. You need some you need some water. I, I need some water. I need some water. I heard a friend of mine preach, I heard a friend of mine the other day in a, in a thing I'm in, in a, in a group chat, and he said, what do you guys do when you have to preach three services? How do you, how do you protect your voice when you preach three services? I'm like, I'm tuning in because I believe God's got more for us. I believe there's a day coming where we're going to need three services. And one guy's like, what do you, he goes, oh, I just, he's like, you got a fake singing. You got a fake singing. You just got to mouth those words, those songs. In. And one guy was like, what do you do when you've got five, five services? And the one guy was like, you, you got a you, you, good luck. <laughs> You good luck, or maybe some 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 throat coat? Is, am I, is that right, Malik? Some throat, some throat coat. And but you need water to go the next. There's two things I think that can help you. That can help you water. That can help you water. Dinah said to me, "Go out there and water that plant. If it has some water, it'll grow. If it has some water, it'll grow. If it has some water, it can live." Maybe you're here today. And you feel like, man, I'm drowning. I feel like I'm not going in the right direction, or maybe I'm dying, or maybe maybe I look a lot like that plant. I want you to know that today you need some. You need some water. There's two things I think, there's two things I want to talk about today. There's probably a few other things, but I want to give you two things I think you absolutely have that you absolutely need to water, to water, to water your your growth, to make sure you go to the next level. But before I give you those things, let me give you a couple of passages of scripture Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12. The Bible says this In those days when you pray, I will listen. That's God there. God said, Hey, when you pray, I'm going to listen. Is, just nod your head when I ask you this next question. Is that good news to know that when you pray, God's gonna listen? I had a friend of mine say, you know, I had a friend of mine ask me to pray for her. My, my buddy Darren went to high school with, with Brittany, Brittany and I. He goes, I had a friend of mine, he said, she asked me to pray for me. I, I, met, I saw her at a party. He's like, hey, can you pray for me? He said, I walked out of my apartment complex the next day and the, the, the light hit off the, off the lake and the, and the, the, the light from the sun, it, it blinded me. And God said, hey, remember you told Rebecca last night that you'd pray for her? And he, and he was like, yeah. He walked, he like, I walked up to the gazebo by the lake, and he goes, it took me about two hours to pull back all the cobwebs, because I hadn't talked to God in years. Pastor's kid. Gave his life to ministry. His dad gave his life to ministry. His dad gave his life to ministry, worked super hard in church, left that church. His dad ended up dying in a motorcycle accident. He lost, he lost his hope. He lost his hope, and the thing that watered him was prayer. He hadn't watered himself in a long time. He'd begin to He'd begin to turn in and, and die. I'm thankful for God who listens to us. The Bible says in Psalms chapter five, verse one: Oh Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Here's a, here's a good news day. If you've got a problem with God, it's okay. It's okay because you're in the Psalms say, hey man, pray, I'm, gonna, I'm about to complain. Listen to me. It's okay to complain to God. I think we think this God is this cleaned up, perfect God where you have to get things right, but then you come to him. Come to God with your problems. Come, it's okay to come to God with your problems. Somebody's like, I don't want to talk to God because I feel like every time I come to him, I ask him about my problems. God's not a, God doesn't have a problem with God. He's got big shoulders. The Bible says in Psalms 116, verse two, because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. I love the psalmist here. He goes, you can, God bends down to listen to you. Whenever kids walk into our kids' area, I always try to, I always try to meet, them, meet them where they're at. Last week, um, Nico, uh, Vanessa's little five-year-old son, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he came up to me and I, I squatted down. And I said, hey, man, How's kindergarten? How's kindergarten? He began to tell me nothing about kindergarten. Nothing about kindergarten. Probably about the cookies and kids' church. I don't know what he was telling me about, but it wasn't about kindergarten. And I began to talk and listen to him. I want to get down on his level, but I'm thankful for God that when we talk to him, he gets down on our level. God's not looking at you and saying, Listen, I'm, I'm better than you, and I can't really help you right now. He gets down on his knees and he listens. He listens to us. The Bible says in um, Psalms chapter 138, verse 3, As soon as I pray, you answer me. <laughs> you encourage me by giving me some strength. I'm so thankful that God listens to us and he gives us strength. Prayer is the water that you need to survive. Prayer is the water, not only do you need to survive, but prayer is the water that you need to, that you need the strength. Write down these three things if you're taking notes. Pray until the provision comes. You can pray until the provision comes, but you know what I know? Most people quit praying before the provision ever gets there. So you be like, God, why didn't the provision ever came? Because you quit praying. You quit praying. Sometimes the provision is not what you think it is. We don't, we're not God. I hate to say that for you and for me, but we're not God. So sometimes we're like, man, how come that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go? Because we're not God. You've got to pray until the provision comes. And the provision may not always look the way that you think it's supposed to look. Let me say it to you one more time. The provision won't always look the way that you think it's supposed to look. Maybe it's going to come in the form of, maybe it's going to come in the form of health. We have two brand new girls that are coming to our church. And last week, their dad, their, their, their dad was, was diagnosed with cancer, big mass. And they had to go in and he's got a PET scan and all this, get all these checkups and, you know what they said to me right away. Can you pray for my dad? You know what everybody wants to pray for when somebody gets sick? They want to pray for healing, but sometimes the answer doesn't come in the form that we think it's supposed to come. Prayer, pray until the provision comes. Number two, pray until the pain leaves. Pray until the pain leaves. Some of you guys in here today, man, you got a pain in your side. Maybe it's your spouse. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Shots fired, I'm not sitting next to my wife, so it doesn't I can say whatever I want to say, but you got to pray until the pain leaves. You got to pray until the pain leaves now there's a scripture in psalms that says this the the, the a loose translation says if you feel like you've been punched in the gut know that god's right there next to you some of you guys in here today, you have this pain in your body you won't even tell anybody about it but maybe you should tell someone about it maybe you should come to a group my wife has a group right back there right across these walls and people can share their pains it's a good place to share your pain i was talking to debbie this morning debbie's got a debbie's got a group that's going to meet on tuesday nights again right in, inside that room we can share our pains i'm meeting in a group right down there down on the right, there's a group of five young men that I get to meet with, and some of them are older than I am, but they, they they seem young. And I know this that sometimes you can share your pain, but I'm thankful for that you need to get in a group and you can share your pain inside the group. 65, 70 percent of our adults are in a group. It's a good, it's a good place to be. It's a good, it's a great place to be to share your pain. But sometimes you got to pray until the pain leaves. Here's the third thing I wrote down about prayers. Sometimes somebody you got to pray until His presence. Pray until you feel His presence. Pray until you feel His presence, because you know the thing that you all need—nothing you know that will water your soul more than anything, is the presence of God. The presence of God. Malik and Chris can come here; they can get unglued. They can get unglued because they experience the presence of God. Chris can tell you, today, "Man, you—you you guys, don't forget that you're the—don't forget that you're the child of God. You want to know what I know in here today? That sometimes you get so busy, you can forget that you're a child of God." It's easy to, it's easy, I'll get to that in a moment, but it's easy to forget that we're child of God. We, we got to pray until we feel his presence. God spoke to me this week and he said this, you know, you, you guys have heard that saying, when you can't sleep, never heard it before. There's, if you've grown up in church, there's a saying that says, when you can't sleep, pray. Let's try it again. When you can't sleep, yeah, there's a, there's a saying that says, when you can't, you, when you can't sleep, pray. What if we prayed until it was time to fall asleep? How about that? Catch me outside, how about that? When God told me that this week, I thought, that is so profound. That is so profound. That was the Holy Spirit. Scarlet's gonna tweet that, by the way. Hey, how about that? How about what if we prayed until, we could, until it was time to fall asleep? What if, what if that was it? What if we woke up this morning and said, God, why don't you lead me? Why don't you guide me today? I'll take that, God. Why don't we wake up today and why don't we say, God, I, 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 will you listen to me, God, when I pray? Why don't we say, God, I'm, I'm groaning. God, I, I have breath. I'm going to pray. God, thanks for bending down your knees. God, God, thanks for encouraging me and giving me strength. Why don't we just pray the things that we already know to be true? Well, I don't, I, I feel bad sometimes. I don't really know what to say. Just open up the book of Psalms and just start, just start praying that stuff. A friend of mine the other day, she got saved a few weeks ago and she goes, I pray this prayer every day. I said, you might want to write a new, you might want to find a new prayer because God's a lot bigger than just this one prayer. Find some more prayers. Like find a different prayer for every day of the week. And when that gets old, why don't you just, maybe you need to go to some three days. How many of you know when football season is already here and they, when they start football, you got to go to two days. Because the more you practice, the more you play better. Some of us in here today, we got to pray until we fall asleep. Pray until the provision comes. Pray until the pain leaves and pray until you feel his presence. And here's the second thing I, I want to, pray: is, is water. You got to, you got to water yourself with some prayer. Just wake up tomorrow and give it a shot. Everyone needs a shot of prayer. Don't take that out of context. Everyone needs a shot of prayer. Everyone needs it. We all need prayer. Did you know this? I listened to this guy. I've told you about this, and it makes me so mad. This guy is is a world-renowned CrossFit coach. I make him mad because he talks about a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff he says, it's straight from the Bible, but he never gives God credit for it. He's like, he's like, I don't believe in God. But you know these athletes that I coach, they believe in God. He believes in stoicism and all these things. I'm like, man, the stuff you say is straight from the Bible. Why don't you give God credit for it? I get so mad, but I keep on listening to him. But the other day, it got better. It got better for me. I heard him say this. We we're talking about uh, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And he was talking about the, abil- the, the ability to, for people to go out and do certain things. it because of just, be- and he said this. He said, for the guy that's, for the guy that has the body type of five foot 10 and 195, he got to thank God that he has that body type in CrossFit. He said that I'm like, nah, I'm gonna keep listening because now he's giving God credit. Brad, is a, Brad, Brad and Lex have been around basketball for a lot. You, you can't be seven foot three and brag about dunking. You can't. Because God made you seven foot three. You, pick, you don't pick, no one picks the height or size. No one gets to pick that, because if we pick that, come on, how many of you guys know we'd pick a little bit different a little bit different size? We would all do that. I'll take, I'll take three or four more inches. I like to be six one, six two. That, I'll, I'll take that. <clears throat> we gotta give God credit where credit's due. And some of the best thing that we could all do to give him credit is just start talking to him more. We gotta start talking to him, start talking to him more. There's another verse in the Bible, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. I'm gonna give you some more water today because I think that's just one part of the water. Here's the second part of the water. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, the Bible says this, for the word of God is alive and it's powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Well, isn't that, that's scary. Some of you are like, no, I'm just going to pray. <laughs> I, if I'm going to be cut open, I'm not interested. If I'm going to be cut open, I, let's be honest today. If, don't, you don't have to nod to this. If I told you that God's word can, can cut you open and it can make you right, some of you guys would say, I, I, I don't think I want that. I don't think I want that. Ruthie and her sister, they say, you know what, our, our dads, our, we know this about our dad, he's going to have to have surgery. If you have cancer, you don't mind being cut open. Right? You're like, they're, they're going to fix it. My mother-in-law had, had surgery a while back I thought, thought she had cancer. They, they cut her open right there. And they went in and took something out. I'm not smart, so I don't know what it is. None of us like to be cut open unless we think it's going to help us. Am I right? Hey, my friends today, I'm going to help you this morning. This will help you. This will help you. Prayer will help you, and this word will help you. This word will help you. All of us in here today. Why do you think we work so hard to get people in groups? Because we know this. What we know this word will help people. That kind of makes sense. That that this is not like we don't think we don't have to think of ways. Take that back. We don't. We know what the solution is. As pastors, leaders, as Christians, we know the solution. The goal is we're trying to find different ways to get people to the solution to the water. That's what we're trying to do. We know that. <clears throat> he knows, man, I, I don't know about you today, but if I know that I could be whole by being cut open, I wanna be cut open. Is that painful? Yeah, here, here's why it's important. You gotta, some of you guys here today, you need to read until you receive the truth. Now this is a softball, I'm about, to, I'm about to make a left in just a moment. You gotta read until you receive, you gotta read until you receive the truth. You gotta read until you receive the truth. You just keep reading it until you begin to receive it. And then here's the second part, I think this is important. You gotta read until you reject the lies. You gotta read until you reject the lies. We walked out of the, the gym yesterday and Scarlett was preaching to Diana and I. We walked away and she goes, Diana, I think Diana called me before we even got home. She goes, yo, that's how my wife talks to me. I'm like, hey girl, she calls me, yo. She said, Scarlet was spitting some truth, wasn't she? I said, yeah, that was good, I was taking notes, I'm gonna use it on Sunday, come on. The Bible says somewhere in there, God gave you eyes to plagiarize, you know? I'm just, it doesn't say that, but it does say there is, I mean, it does say there's nothing new under the sun. I might have twisted that a little, that is is true, that's in there. I just, that's what it says in the Urban Dictionary, God gave you eyes to plagiarize. She was spitting truth. Hey, I'm at, this is where my mind was blown this week, and this is what's this was this is what's so sad about these two points. You can know the truth, but still believe the lies. Mm. That cuts. You can know the truth, but still believe the lies. I see it every day, friends. I see this every single day. You can know the truth but still believe the lies that's isn't that kind of isn't that kind of silly just nod your head because it is it's kind of silly hey trip uh not trip hey judasela they're four hey buddy come here get them next to me if you run out in that road that cars those cars are going to kill you you like you talk to your kids like that don't judge i'm just kidding i said buddy that's don't run out in that road that's not good for you. We, if you have kids in your day, you, you, you know where this is going. Hey, you—that's don't go out there. You know they're like little bobbleheads at four. They're like, yeah, you don't know if they're saying yes or no. Don't do that. All right, all right, Dad. Dude, the Joker's running around the middle of the road. And then you have to become those parents that you never want to become. And you look down your phone, and you, you see your wife's on Amazon, and she purchased one of those backpacks. Like, this is so embarrassing it's it's gonna cuz we don't want them to get hurt. You got to put the backpack on so they don't get hurt. Hey, guys, we're sometimes we act like 3-year-olds. We know the truth. We know the truth, but we also know the lies. And if we're honest here today, we just we just rather listen to the lies because sometimes a lot of times lies make us feel good. Because the lies don't cut us open between the bone and the marrow. Some of you guys are gonna go home and Google that. Like, dude, why does God want to cut us open? (laughs) That's why Christianity is so freaking weird. God wants to tear us apart, but somehow make us better at the same exact time. That's weird, It's, it's morbid. Hey, friends, to go to the next level, you're gonna get tired and you gotta read the scriptures and you gotta pray. And if you don't know how to do that, you gotta go to Next Steps after church today. Come back for the second hour. If you don't know how to do that, you gotta call Pastor Josh he knows how to. You got to call me. You gotta come to one of these community groups and say, hey, I'm just here because I, the pastor says I'm not praying and reading the Bible. I don't really know how to do that. And I'm just I wanna learn how to do that. Can I can you guys teach me that? We're not gonna say, no, you you need to figure it out on your own. We're not gonna say go home and Google it. We're gonna say, do you get the right place? You're at the right place. I was in a group this week and this guy said, I've never done that before. A lot, that's a lot, that's a lot. what if you what if you don't know? Well, here's what I know. You don't know what you don't know. So it's okay to say, hey, man, I need some help. Would you mind helping me? We'd love to. That's what we're here for, churches. God put churches on this earth to help people. I know we've messed that a lot. My friend Barry is here today. and He's very hes very open about the about the things that we miss in church. Is that a safe way of saying that? That's the politically correct of saying that. You probably would say a completely different, Barry. <laughs> Straight shooter Barry is what you'll get with him. I think sometimes we miss it. If we could just get people to love each other and to read the Bible and to pray, they'll know what to go out there and do. They'll figure it. They'll, they'll figure that out. The Bible talks about it. This year we're going we're gonna to take on helping moms. We're going we're to help some single moms this year that haven't even birthed their babies yet. We're going to be a place where they can come in and plug into. Well, the Bible says really clearly that we're supposed to take care of take care of, of widows and orphans. We're supposed to love people. And it doesn't. It's not that hard. It's not that hard when we when we go to when we go to Austin with our trustees this past week. And I'm like, guys, I know we I know we gave away a lot in July and August, and I'm sorry. I said, but you guys know, and what I know is that we'll never ever ever we will not pay our bills before we before we not give away what we have. And that's not good, and that's not good math at all. But God doesn't work the way we work. I so said, we helped a lot in July and August. We just helped a lot. There were some needs that came up. we just, we had to help. We, we wanted to make sure kids had school supplies. That's just, that's just what we wanted. We knew we needed to do that. We knew that in, in Kenya, we knew that Advil was expensive. So we wanted to send them 20,000 Advil. Like we knew that, we knew that gummy, gummy worms, vitamins, they don't have that. We wanted it. They don't have it. We, got, we do. We, we had to send that over there. So the, and the Bible's clear about that. We, we knew that people were gonna be hungry and thirsty in in, in Nairobi, Kenya, and it happens here, so we, we help here. I love that we help lift disabilities, people who can't get around on their own. Because the Bible says to help help people. So we can read this Bible. This Bible tells who to help and how to talk to people. How to talk to people. I'm almost over time actually I got 14 seconds and I'm gonna get it in there's a um, there's a bamboo tree I'm done I am done band come out there's a bamboo tree in China and it takes five years it takes five years before it ever comes out of the ground they plant them in, they water it for five years fertilize it for five years before it ever ever comes out of the ground five years that's lame right but when it comes out of the ground when it comes out of the ground it grows 90 feet in five weeks it grows 90 feet in five weeks now i was thinking the other day when i saw this i saw this video and i thought man that's a good illustration because i think in here today it's a lot of pressure being the guy that puts the ladder away shoot you straight he wants, he's wondering if he should have his knee pads on or not for that, <laughs> he's trying to figure out. No, i was kidding. James is a CrossFitter, that's why we, I mean, we lift ladders. Functional fitness. It takes five weeks to grow 90 feet. What's that do with me? I think some of you guys in here today, you feel like you've been watering, you've been planted, and you've been buried, and you've been under the ground. You feel like you've been, you've been there for five years. For five years four years some of you guys are three years and I came today to let someone know in here today I don't know who it's for today but it's time for you to come out of the ground and here's the good news when you come out of the ground your next level is not about coming out just a little bit when you come out the next level you're gonna go 90 feet you're gonna go 90 feet but you got to water you got to water you gotta water and you gotta fertilize, you gotta water. You gotta pray and you gotta read and you gotta pray and you gotta read and you gotta pray and you gotta read. Wes, can I do can I go to the next level without praying or reading? Maybe you can, but I don't know why you wouldn't want to. You gotta water. You need the water. You need the water. You need to go to Jacob's well. The word of truth. You need the word inside your life. You gotta hide the word in your heart so it won't depart from it. Some of you guys don't, you're trying to figure out why you, you don't have anything good to say? Maybe you not think good to say because maybe you don't have anything good inside of you. That's me. That's me. A buddy said to me one time, this is like super transparent, he said, you don't see radar movies? I said, no. He goes, I said, no. You know what I'm going to say right now? He goes, you don't see radar movies? I said, no, I don't. He goes, your mouth's radar." I was like, shots fired. <laughs> Man down. Ow, that hurt. What he said to me is, you got to get it right. You ought to, you gotta, you gotta let no, James, Ephesians, says, let no corrupt communication come out. Of your mouth. You you might wanna might wanna read that passage of scripture in Ephesians. I was like, dang, <laughs> shots fired. I need to re, I need this word. Here's what I know: the more I'm in it, the more of it, more it's more of that comes out of me. Whatever you put in comes out. So, I'm um, invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.